Hey, this is Liz. This is Heather. This week, we are diving into week four of Keanu Weeks with 2014's John Wick. There's a lot of spoilers and knife fights. All right, hit that music. Okay, so since our last recording, we have jumped 15 years in the future for John Wick. Yes. Very exciting. Came out in 2014. Yeah, I was excited when you grabbed this one for Keanu Weeks because I've never seen it. And it's it's one that I've meant to see, but like the sequels were on streaming services, but the original never was, and I wasn't really sure if it was going to be my cup of tea and I had seen so many memes and stuff over the years about the dog that I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to watch this or how it's going to go, but here we are. So I watched it last <laughs> night for the first time ever. It's awesome. I'm so excited to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad because, you know, one time I was talking about a movie that I loved in my uh, stepmom. She's like, yeah, but nobody had like any redeemable qualities and nobody came out better at the end of the day. And I was thinking, that's should life. that be the bar of the movies? Because <laughs> uh, I, a lot of movies, I uh, it, I think it was actually Ocean's Eleven. She's like, so if you're good looking, you get a steal. Is that the, the, uh, mm-hmm. the resolution? Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Well, I guess I shouldn't appreciate this type of art, but yet I do. I love it all. Yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> it's fine. Sometimes you just want to see everyone die. It's like watching Commando or The Terminator. Like, just want to watch people die. And especially if they are, in fact, terrible people. It somehow makes it that much better. Yes. I mean, I was devastated when I saw this. I saw it in the theater. This first part Ugh. with the dog girl was awesome. so many feels and like not just like oh in my head and this is hard i'm talking like physical chest pains watching that whole scene i know the dog hits you worse than the than the death of the wife yeah i didn't give a fuck about the death of those it. It like Meh. it's like the beginning of sleepless in seattle no connection to that death at all don't care yeah, like he's and- sad oh sad keanu mm-hmm. i know that the people are like want us to kind of get into the action. But I'm just going to throw this out there. I have very mixed feelings about giving somebody something that is alive when somebody somebody has passed. My I had so many questions about this particular part. I mean, who picked out the dog? That dog wasn't very mm-hmm. old. Did the wife pick it yeah, out? And it was trained. It was trained. But also, again, did she like pick out a dog and leave it at a vet and say, deliver this upon my death, which somebody would have to tell them that she died. Was it with a lawyer's office? Like, I don't understand the logistical part. I know that's not the important thing here, but that's where my it, nerdy brain goes to is how was this set me too? Yeah. Because first of all, the courier left it with a card sitting on top. Yeah. And I was thinking, aren't you, how did you not get that mixed up with other shit in your, in the back of that van? And <laughs> one dog uh, check. My thought is that if you have a certain amount of money, you can get anything done. Yes. Well, that that becomes readily apparent throughout this entire movie. Um, let's talk a little bit about it. There's going to be a lot of action stuff that you can't really physically describe because, I mean, the reason why you watch it is to watch it. You don't listen to podcasts on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
So what makes John Wick neat, and, I, you know, I talked about it kind of a little bit, is that, yeah, there's no redemption arc. There, in fact, it's the opposite of redemption. It's, re- it's revenge. This is, I never wanted to see so many bad guys die in horrific ways as I did with this movie. And I, I had Paul watch it with me. You know, this really isn't usually, especially his, but either one of us really, like we don't really go for a lot of shoot em up actions unless there's like a shirtless rock or Jason Statham thing happening. But I digress. <laughs> so I, had, I was like, hey, do you want to watch this with me? We just kind of laid in bed and watched it. And I mean, okay, so the dog thing happened and that was like, oh God, like we both were just shattered by that. And then I have never seen him so jazzed up. He's like, fuck yeah. Like every time <laughs> somebody kills somebody else, it was like, yes. <laughs> I know you've, um, by the way, I did not know if Paul would like this. I thought he might hate it. So I thought he might as well. But like I said, it's, <laughs> we are such dog people and small, furry, cute, fuzzy things should never be harmed ever. And again, you know, it's terrible. They broke into his house and beat the crap out of him. And you're thinking at this point, you don't know anything about this guy. He's just a guy, right? Like he's a grieving for his wife. I mean, he's got a really nice place for New Jersey. So uh, the first thing in my mind was, what does this guy do for a living? And he's got a pretty badass car. He's got access to the airport for drifting practice. And, yeah. and you, I, it's funny because I always wonder... Like, like you see the driving in the Fast and Furious movies and stuff. It's like, you know, they have to actually practice doing those things to be good at them. But nobody ever sees. So this was like the kind of almost the peak behind the curtain for what these action, you know, like the people, the meta people in the movie are are doing somewhere at some point. They're just racing up and down an airport trying to see if they can slide their car in the. I told Paul, I was like, that dog's going to puke. I know. I know. In the car. No matter what kind of training, your dog is not going to be used to that. That does not look safe with the puppy in the car. I'm just going to say that is reckless. And he's not wearing his seatbelt. That's how old I am. I was like, he's not wearing a seatbelt. And that's dangerous. Well, I, you know, upon watching it again, is you start realizing that all of the comforts that he's had has been because of the past that you know, they allude to over and over again, because nobody would just let the, no security guard would just let a guy do that at the airport, but he had just free reign. Right. You know, he owes somebody something. Yeah. And then when the guys, you know, take the car to the chop shop and they're like, oh yeah, you know, you just know, I love John Leguizamo, by the way. I'm so happy that he Mm -hmm. popped up in this movie. Every time it pops up somewhere, I'm like, ooh, nice. And he was just like, where did you get this fucking car? Like, and I'm like, oh shit. Cause like, again, going into this, I had no knowledge except for the fact that John Wick's a badass. Somebody kills his dog and he goes ape shit. Like those are the only things that I know in any form about this. So again, didn't really know where he's coming from. The guy talks to him in Russian. He cusses back to him in Russian. So I'm like, "Mm, mob shit, which is probably like racist of some sort. I don't know. But it was, it was like, yeah, yeah, cool. I was like, if he if he crushes, I like I was scared. He whoever that guy was was going to do something to that dog, like in the car. Because yeah, again, I was too. waiting for for what's going to happen to this poor adorable puppy. Because the world is 
bad and people can't keep spoilers off the internet, but it's also been like seven years since this movie came out. So, yeah, this, um, this, uh, character, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Oiseth, um, Alfie Allen, the one that played him, who always plays the biggest dick ever. He was on, um, was he on Game of Thrones? He was on Game of Thrones and he was awful, awful, awful human being he, on Game of this Thrones. This guy cannot play a redeemable character because look at him. There's something with his, there is something going on with this guy's facial structure that just makes me think he's a bad person in general. And that's, I know, that's I, not fair to people at all, but some people just have the bad guy look. I know. And, you know, it probably gets him, makes him rich, but yeah. So uh, on Game of Thrones, he's, uh, they, his nickname is Reek. And I will probably continuing call him that because I can never remember Iosef or Joseph. I think or, it's Joseph, like Joseph, but, you know, Russian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All of the Russian letters are a lot different than the Roman <laughs> letters. I'm like, I'm out. I have no idea. I love the. Why uh, is that K backwards? I don't know. Yeah. I, I love the whole like, you don't know who my daddy is. You can't hit me. You can't kick me out of here. This guy's like, get the fuck out of my shop. And yeah, he's like, did you hit my son? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because he stole John Wick's car and killed his dog. The guy's like, fuck. I know. I love that. <laughs> Because you know from this guy, the house he's in is super opulent, like all the things. You know he's a mobster of some sort. Like it's stereotypical, but it's, you know, it's there because mm-hmm. it's a thing. And you're just like, oh, who is this guy? It's like I feel like busting out Hamilton lyrics. I'm like, who is this guy? What's he going to do? And, yeah. just, <laughs> and I love that Mayhem from the Allstate commercials is in this show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The whole time I just see him pop up and I'm waiting for him to have like a cut on his forehead and hit by a tree. I don't know. So which is kind of what happens to him at the end there. So this at this very beginning part, you know, as if you're watching it without knowing anything, you know that it's a revenge film and you probably start thinking, how is this guy uh, the one that got hit in the head with the pipe and mm. was unable to defend his dog. Um, how is this guy going to get revenge on clearly like a mob? Right. Boss? You're like, that's not going to work. He's going to, this is going to, like, I mean, that would be like me trying to go out and get revenge because somebody stepped on Lucy. I'm like, um, I mean, I would be full of rage and I'm sure I would, would do a lot of things, but having absolutely no skill or ability or money or weapons, um, you know, it would be a very short lived film. Yes. Well, oh, you know, it's like, or it was me calling a local reporter. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like he starts going on this spree and he ends up in this club and the guy's in the tub in the club and he almost gets it. I was like, well, that's a short ass movie done. (laughs) Yeah. The fact he got out was uh, surprising to me at the beginning. It was like, how did he get past John Wick after we just saw what he could do? Well, like, let's, let's talk about when the guy, you know, the guy puts a hit on him. Or whatever, mm-hmm. because he's yeah, two million dollars idiot. Yeah. He puts a hit on him, and he they send like twenty five guys into his house, and he has done the same thing that like Bruce Willis does in Red, because apparently when you retire from mob or spy life, you have to bury all your shit in the concrete in your basement. That's just yeah. what we do with the things. Uh, so you go. I was like, do you know how long it would take to actually smash up the floor? To get that shit yeah. out of there, like, uh-uh. <clears throat> anyway, so they come in and he he takes them all out and it's amazing action, right? It is so good. And then all of a sudden the police are at the door 
And we're like, oh shit, what's going to happen? And the guy's like, hey, John. He's like, hey, whatever your name is. It is Billy, Joey, I don't know, some generic white guy name. And he's like, noise complaint, noise complaint. <laughs> he like turned around and there's bodies strewn about. And the cop's like, well, all right then, have a good one. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and then you're still like, who the fuck is this guy? I know. Yeah. It keeps adding to the mystery of, of John Wick. Like, obviously, this guy is powerful enough and scary enough that people in very high positions do not question his motives. Yeah. And then that was really cool at the end of that, where he calls some number that he had memorized, because apparently you just keep your As you, do. you know yeah. body cleanup uh, numbers, even though you've been retired for five years. He calls up. Yeah, I'd like to re- make a reservation for 12. Dude, I John could totally, Wick. I could totally do that job. You could be the, the person that answers crew. the phone. That could be the cleanup oh. crew. Like that'd be fantastic. I would love that. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> no, I seriously uh. like. I I'm surprised I don't do a true crime podcast. I just don't want to do any research. Like that's a big part of that. I love that kind of shit, though. I love autopsy shows. I really thought about going into like forensic psychology. And so mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I find it interesting. And I don't know. I like, yeah. I know which famous coroner I'd want if I were ever murdered. So I'll make sure and send that to you in a note. Like, I don't know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, At this point, though, we're starting, you just get a glimpse of this alternate reality, this crime syndicate. I guess it's a syndicate. It's like a club, right? Yeah. That's the coolest thing ever. The ho- The hotel. Yeah, a lot of trust. Uh, you know, he had lots of those coins sitting around and he still, you know, just handed him the stack. You know, it looked like apparently it's a body per coin. Yeah. It looked like about 12 coins. Um, and this is what is used as currency in the Continental, which is the hotel. It's almost like, uh, especially with the coinage it, for the bodies cleanup, it's almost like kind of like like in Greek mythology where you're like paying the river sticks, you know, you're paying the uh-huh. the guy to cross the river or whatever. And, and I also was that's, watching that's a this lovely metaphor because I was thinking like the car wash token. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking like, you remember when we did boondock mm-hmm. saints back in the day, there's a part in there where they go in and they have the coins on the eyes and stuff. And that's, that's traditionally what that is for is the, to pay the basically pay your way into hell. Yeah. Um, or into the, the afterlife or whatever. And uh, so I don't know, there was just some crossovers with this, like the tattoos mm-hmm. that he had when he was in the shower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it just kind of, I was like, does it say this? And like, if it said the same thing, that would have been fantastic. He's like the third brother. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Cause he was adopted. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. he could work out. Yeah. Um, he doesn't look very Irish, but you know, you don't know. know. You don't know. He didn't you look don't very know Russian. He's not Russian. How do you get into that when you're a boy from Cleveland? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Pittsburgh, anyway, right? He's from Pittsburgh. I have no idea where he's by from. way of. Uh, by by the way of Russia, I think that he was an orphan in Russia. You have no idea. Yeah. So, but whatever. I don't. Who cares? They don't really That's get actually, into his backstory in this movie. Maybe they do further in the other ones. But. Not really. No. Um, <laughs> You know, because like it's unimportant. This is light like, on plot. It's this is yeah. this is very fast and furious light on plot. It is full mm-hmm. action. You could watch it without the sound and you would not be that confused. Yeah. And the cinematography is so good on top of obviously this choreographed action. Yeah. That like almost like 
any shot. It's like a picture. But Keanu was really involved in this movie. I mean, he saw the script. He didn't write it or anything. But as soon as he saw the script, he like got the Matrix people on board for the action. Yeah, he saw that and Eva Longoria is a producer on this movie. I thought oh, that was interesting. Yeah, she's not in any of the movies. Uh-uh. But what I, I started noticing as he's going through goons, right? Because he is just mm-hmm. taking down goons right and left. And like, he knows some of them. He's like, hey, Freddie, here's a coin. Once you get the fuck out of here, he's like, peace out. I don't want to die. I'm out. And these other guys are like, you know, cracking knuckles and necks. We got this. I'm like, no, you don't. Everyone like if the main mob guy is afraid of this guy, that should trickle down. Like people should be aware. But I'm also like thinking of the body count on this. And I think I looked it up and it was like 91 or 92 that includes the dog. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, that mobster guy is a businessman in in a way, in a fashion. He really should have just turned the kid over. I mean, the, sh- the son was a shithead anyway. Like he was, mm, and there was not anything to love. It's there. not like he was loving towards him or even complimentary of him. It was like you are a dumbass piece of shit. Like you fucked up the the thing I sent you to do. And then you went and pissed off Baba Yaga. Like when he said that, I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> I know because no, I was thinking about that, though. If he's been retired for like definitely five years. It was like four I years, that, I think is what yeah. they said. Um, yeah, he might have been a pretty young kid and wouldn't know what Baba Yaga looks like. Right? Yeah, but again, and that's the thing. He's like, you know, Baba Yaga is like the boogeyman. It's like a witch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And depending on what movie or tv show it's brought up in but again if you have seen your dad who is a killer like literally a killer who is shaking in his boots over this guy that you have just fucking pissed off and what are the likelihood (laughs) that he really ran across the one guy in new jersey who you know speaks russian has the you know what i'm saying like it was just very odd yeah but the point of it is not really to uh empathize with him or understand you know where where he's coming from because you basically get the idea he's a stupid entitled kid yeah right yeah i was like just and again i'm like you know what that was my stupid entitled kid and i had to like think about how much it costs to replace all those goons i mean Mm -hmm. that's a lot for your one shitty kid that went and did the exact thing you told him not to it sounds like, though, in terms of goon replacement, it looks like he outsourced his security to Mayhem. Yeah. Um, because, and by Mayhem, we're talking about, you know, the guy, that, yeah. that random white guy. I forgot his name. Doesn't matter. Okay. Random white guy, Abby. So apparently he's like the head of security. Um, and it almost sounds like he replaced Keanu. I know. He or, keeps telling me, he's like, speak English. I'm like, you are not going to make it. Keanu clearly knows fluent Russian. Like, you are not a good replacement. Yeah. But, yeah, it sounded like that he, like, runs all of the security. And so when he said two million uh, to kill him, it was really that guy's men that he put out there. Because it's like, if he gets two million, he'll get the two million. Well, that was the the wet team that went in to try to take him out. He was like, how many guys do you need? He's like, how many do you have? Like, (laughs) you're going to need all of them. And they're still going to fail. I think that 12 seemed like a lot. You know, if you're going to be the mob boss's security, 12 seems light, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. 
Anyway, so maybe that's just all the ones that died. Maybe the rest ran off. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, or said, John Wick, no way in hell. By the way, we need to talk about the Mustang Boss because awesome. So cool. Uh, that is a really cool car. I think that maybe because it doesn't seem like Continental money or this crime syndicate money can transfer over to uh, U.S. dollars or there's any maybe there's an exchange. There's got to be a, a really cool exchange somewhere that's swapping those coins out for something else. Yeah. Or somehow his wife was freaking rich yeah. because she bought him that car. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a beautiful car. Uh, and then their like second car was a, a you know, really nice Yukon. So, you know, pretty nice. Yeah. There <laughs> were a lot of professional henchmen that showed up in this movie. Did you notice that? Like there was that guy, his name is Tate Fletcher, the one with the beard and the bald head. Oh, Tate you Fletcher, know we so. know. I have a picture with him. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. He's tall as fuck. Yeah. But he's, but he's like a professional henchman. Like I don't, there's a guy in here. I'm sorry. I'm looking through the IMDB page on this. And like, one of these guys that here looks like if Woody Harrelson got a little bit older, balder and was on steroids and super mm. jacked. It's <laughs> like, all right. Keith Jardine. No, oh, yeah, I think I've heard of that. Good looking at he anyway. was in Logan. I don't know. Anyway. Hmm. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I do like the henchmen and I like the ability to just rent, grab a bunch of them. Well, what I what I liked was when they get when he gets to the club and he goes and talks to the owner, who's like the owner of the Continental. And, you know, they have a very strict no business policy within the hotel. It's like a safe zone for Mm -hmm. your contract killers. Right. So like he's had this fight upstairs and the guy comes out next door in his underwear like. Do we know each other? Oh, you cool. You cool. All right. You got this. All right. Cool. Bye. But they're both staying there with guns like nobody would. They, it's not a normal hotel like mom yeah. and pa kettle are not checking into this hotel. <laughs> they, I guess they don't have the right coinage. But the yeah. owner of the, the hotel is played by Ian McShane, who is playing Mr. Wednesday in American Gods. So he yeah. just has that look of don't fuck with this guy like mm-hmm. you follow his rules or else 17 people will encircle you and all shoot you together, which was amazing. I was actually really annoyed that John Wick did not kill her because he killed everybody else. I'm like, did he leave her alive because she's a girl? That's not okay. No, I think that there is an honor amongst assassins. You'll actually see it a couple more times in some future movies. There's a gentleman's code. If you kill them just enough that they don't die. You know, I guess you're not killing them, but you'd like shoot them just enough so they can't do anything else. But so it's like it's all right to blow through the dime a dozen goons. But if you're really skilled. Yeah, you got to respect the masters, right? You know, like you could be a painter and like shoot some guy that's not a very good painter. But, you know, you you, you leave Michelangelo like his hands so he can paint. Or do you take his hands like in. Uh, that's fucked up. <laughs> like in Endgame or uh, Infinity War, I guess, where they. Mm-hmm. Took the giant dwarf's hands. Yes, that was not very nice. It was so, not. Um, I think that there is like this kind of mutual respect among the thieves or, you know, of those that are in the crime scene. Because it seems like people felt comfortable like leaving their money, leaving stuff with the hotel. Mm-hmm. They they wouldn't go after each other unless there's a hit out for them, right? Or but it had to be outside a, of the, the safe yeah, zone. Oh, of course. 
of course, outside of the hotel, but you're fine unless there's a hit. Right. It's almost like a whole bunch of animals in Africa can go to the watering hole. Yeah. But as soon as they get a whiff that a lion is all of a sudden hungry, they all run away. Yeah, because even if, the like the non-hungry lion, they're like, hey, what's up, Waldo? Like, they don't care. You kind of watch them look, but they're like, I'm still thirsty. I'm going, I walked a really long way to get here. That lion does not look hungry just mm-hmm. yet. Like has the the hangry gene has not been activated. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think when you're a professional killer, it's like you're only going to do it for the job. You mm-hmm. know, like I think about like Paul, right? Like he's an opera singer. He gets paid to sing. He gets paid to go to church and sing. He never sings otherwise, like ever. <laughs> if it's not work related. Especially like with like house cleaners and yeah. things like that. You get home. You're not going to want to clean your own fucking house no, for free. Fuck no. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, that guy's annoying, but I'm not going to fucking shoot him in the head because I mean, I have to do that all day long. I know. You know? It's like, <laughs> you know how long, like, I love him. He's like, how's your laundry? He's like, uh, hate to tell you, uh, nobody's that good. Like, yeah. he's just covered in blood. So can we talk about that very first part? Where he gets the bodies cleaned up and then he talks to John Leguizamo. He figures out, okay, all right, I got to go kill this guy. Yeah, well, of course you do. And he gets into his suit, black suit, Mm -hmm. black shirt, black tie, but uh, dressed to the nines. And I'm like, he fancy. That is awesome. Well, here's here's the thing. I think that if I am going to be assassinated by somebody, because that's what's happening. This is not just a random killing on the street. If somebody has got a contract out on me, they're going to make two million dollars. I'd like to see that they put in a little effort. To look nice mm-hmm. before they're doing it. Because if some schmuck shows up in cargo shorts and flip-flops, I, I'm really going to be a lot more upset than if I walk in and see the guy with the, you know, the nice suit with the gun on me. Like that, yeah. I'd be like, all right, let's do this. Because otherwise it'd be like, hell no, Billy Bob, sit your ass back home. No, now that I think about it, I did get my timing wrong on that sequence because uh, Vigo had called him up yep. and was like, hey, let's not do anything rash. Sorry about your wife and your dog. My son's an asshole, but you know, it's cool, right? He doesn't say anything. Yeah. And he gets on the phone and Vigo is physically shaking, yeah, right? You yeah. can see that he has, uh, he's very, very concerned. And that because John Wick knows the, you know, the order of operations here. What comes next is a whole team is going to come and take you out yep. and I'm going to wear a fucking suit mm-hmm. and you're going to fucking earn it. Yep. And guess what they did not do? They did not earn it. They did not earn it. I also like that he had no fear of walking away from his house because there was still a massive pile of those gold coins on the floor in the basement when mm-hmm. he left. He's like, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow and then I'll I'll put some more concrete down later. Like. That's cool. We got business to attend to. Nobody's coming in my place other than these guys who came in my place. And they're not going to steal my money. They're just here to kill me. Yeah. Though also the people that cleaned up the place. Yeah. Can you, if if one coin were missing, would you want to have stolen John Wick's coin? I'd really like to know, like, what is the exchange rate to American on each of those coins? Like, has, what is the going rate? It has to rate? be at least a grand. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it has to be a grand because... The type of hospitality you get at the Continental with one coin and you get to stay for at least two nights yeah, and 12 bodies, you know, you couldn't, if you're going to get rid of a body, because you have to incinerate it. I would charge it, or, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd have think a grand a body is very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe. You know, I mean. It does. It does feel a little high, but this is what, you know, they probably work 
with efficiencies of scale. Well, I think it's because that's the problem with this. It's not just body removal and disposal. They have to do the crime scene cleanup as well. And that shit is expensive. Get blood out of everything and fix all the things. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah, because you notice they don't ever like leave one coin for a drink uh-uh. because that would be ridiculous, yeah. right? <laughs> like they just don't even bother charging for drinks. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you know what? We'll put it on the coin. Anything left over is ours, as I assume is how this this exchange works. It makes sense uh, to me. Um, you know, I'm sure that the I forgot the, the main character, the you know the concierge. Oh he's yeah, in ev- I like him. He's in everything. I love him, and uh, I'm sure that he would call up and say, you know. Hey, just notice that your bill is running. We're going to need another coin. I like how he's like, hey, um, we are so terribly sorry about the inconvenience last night. Here's a car. I know. <laughs> Which he immediately destroys. Destroys. Well, do. what I love is that it was like, hey, um, so Dodge really was kind of upset about the amount of Mustangs in this yeah. movie. So here's here a charger. Enjoy. <laughs> and they're like, well, here's the deal. You are going to buy yourself the muscle car. You are going to buy yourself the Mustang because you've always wanted it and it's hot shit and some douchebag's going to try to buy it off you off the street because he's can. But I mean, when the hotel is gifting you the car, they're going to give you what they got on the fleet price. I'm just, you know, they're going to give you the Dodge. They're not going to give you the Mustang. Imagine a hotel. So the car, the hotel room next to you has a complete dick and they screw up your entire night for mm. some reason, mm-hmm. okay? What does the hotel do for you? Nothing. Nothing. It's not their fault. It's the other guest's fault. Uh So this is super classy. I mean, some hotel, higher end hotels will do a little bit of comping or here's a a ticket for drinks or, you know, like it's like the Mm -hmm. airlines. They'll give you a little something, but you have to like, okay, so somebody broke into your room where we have a no killing policy, attempted to kill you, did in fact kill the guy in the room next to you who was just helping out. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, okay. Maybe it justifies a car. It felt excessive, but you know, they are a good hotel. This is where you get, this is where the five stars come from. Uh I'm telling you, that's how you get a five star right there. Yeah. Sorry. Someone tried to murder you. Here's a $30,000 luxury car. We'll see you next week. Yeah. He went to go uh, get Reek at a spa, a bath, right? Like a public bath. Does any actually have these in modern day America? I, I don't mean, know. It we, sounds disgusting to me. We also don't seem to have like a crime syndicate that runs out of the Flatiron building, but I'm not positive. Um, uh, who knows? I, I have no idea. I don't know what goes on in the Flatiron mm. building. Not Flatironing, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. But so like, yeah, but they're like at the Russian baths and I'm like, really? This seems a little odd. <laughs> It's, it's very like we want to be a Hefner kind of grotto happening. Yeah, and, and I'm like, how rich could you be that you could look like that scrawny, white, pasty <laughs> yeah, ass and, and get, just sit get, all these girls. Yeah, that's the money. He's rich. Well, is, is it is it really just money or is it like money and fear? Because I'm sure there is a ton of human trafficking and bullshit going on in that kind of setup. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that all of those women were owned. Mm-hmm. They were not there on screen. That's what I'm saying. This is not mm-hmm. a, oh, my God, this guy's so hot. Let's go fuck him. No, no. This is, oh, my God, we might die tonight. But it's okay. This guy likes me today. Yay. I got a coin. I'm I out. <laughs> 
the story of this crime syndicate. Also, though, you see the um, doctor where the doctor says, hey, you know, we've got these magic pills. <laughs> Take these before your next fight. It's two fine. hours before you plan on shooting people up. <laughs> I like that they're they're professional enough to know exactly when he needs to take that pill. And he took it. So good on you, John Wicks, Keanu, for actually being medically compliant because most people are not, especially men who are hurt and big whiny babies. So Yeah. I thought it was funny because because you see that scene and then the next scene, you see him taking his prescription pill uh-huh. right in front of a church. And I was like, what the fuck is about to happen in that church? Well, she said it was a front. So I know, I knew I know everybody but it just was going to die in that place. So it was a weird scene. A really, uh, I like that juxtaposition. I thought mm-hmm. it was fun. Um, yeah, that was uh, a cool part too, is Mrs. Perkins, which is the, yep. The, the, girl. the crazy bitch yeah um i mean she's an assassin apparently very good at her job because she had some respect mm-hmm. um and she told him hey all of his money and everything is at, in a vault attached to this church yep and john wick was like guess what you have two million dollar hit on me here you go he sets the place on fire now I, there's nothing you left have nothing but that was the thing like he we haven't even talked about Willem Dafoe popping up in this movie. Mm-hmm. And you're like, he, you see him at the beginning of the funeral and you're like, okay, is this guy like, because it's Willem yeah. Dafoe, so he's fucking creepy always. So you're like, okay. So good at being creepy. Are we friends? Is he going to shoot him? Like anytime you see somebody like staring across a graveyard at people, it's never good. Because they're like, oh my God, it's my bestie from fourth grade. Like that's not a thing. So Marcus, I think was his name. And uh, Vigo calls him up and he's like, hey, uh, I know y'all are close, but how you feel about taking two million dollars and uh, killing John Wick? He's like, yeah, sure. I'm in. And we think he's doing it, too, because he's, you know, tracking him down and he's got the scope. I, and Yeah, I got the impression that he probably was doing it up until he wasn't. I don't think like, he was, though, because when he goes to... uh when he fires his first shot, it is inches from his head on the pillow. Now, this is not, I mean, he had a oh, full he did, scope he d- lined he up. He definitely did that on purpose. Yeah, I think that, that was that's the when alert. he changed his mind. Just like he didn't it, kill all the people in the the warehouse later because that would be suspicious. But he took out enough to give John Wick the, the leverage to do what he needed to do. And it's, I think that I, that shows a lot of respect to me between, you know, honor among assassins here. Because he's like, you know, you don't need me to rescue you. You just need a little help. It's fine. They put you in a super yeah. unfair thing, and we're just going to even it up a little bit. Yeah. But, I oh, feel- God. Oof, what happens to him was not pretty. Yeah. I feel that the, and they really didn't go into the relationship in the movie. No. And so I felt like the relationship was more like a mentor mentee type uh-huh. thing, even though John Wick clearly is not a sniper, even, and Willem Dafoe apparently is. Right. Um, but as you get older, you have to move into the, the longer ranged weapons just because, you know, doing more of the fighting hand to hand stuff, melee fighting. See, you can tell we play D and D. Uh, (laughs) I think that melee fighting is too close and you slow down over time. That's just, that's just physics and biology. Mm -hmm. So I think that's probably, you know, as you, you do all the young stuff when you can recover from that kind of shit, 
But this guy looked like he needed help putting shoes on. So, you know, standing on a building and shooting somebody from a distance is much easier on your joints, I think. Yeah. And he was, you know, he, very health conscious. He was having smoothies yeah. and um, got to prolong they, that life. Exactly. I like how he's like, all right, guys, let me take all my pretty stuff off and then the beating shall begin. Like, <laughs> again, it was like, yeah, take your time. You need to go to the restroom. You want to, like, you want to change? Like, I don't know. You're going to be like, you're just very nonchalant about the whole thing. But everybody knows what's about to happen. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I did this this whole part. I don't know. I, I took it as a he was okay. He was okay with killing John Wick. And then when he put the scope on him, he was thinking, never mind. And then he shot specifically because he was like, nope, I'm going to help him. I'm not going to hurt him. Yeah. That's, so. It's hard to tell, really, because we and don't never get really... any dialogue through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Most of the dialogue in this movie is grunting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and between, like, That's honestly, I would be surprised how many sentences John Wick said, because the most he said should go back and was, count. <laughs> yeah, He's very was, quiet. Like, he, when he talked to Vigo and then actually told him, Hey, the issue is not um, uh, that he killed my dog. Right. He killed somebody that could help me, blah, 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 was more like, and This blah, was blah, my blah, blah. last semblance of hope. This is why, by the way, you don't give a dog you to were. somebody who just lost a loved one it's because true. they just attach these feelings to him. And then when the dog dies, or a plant even, yeah. um, then they have all of these things. I let them down, blah, blah, blah. Living and then things all- are never good presents. There needs Mm-mm. to be a conscious decision on everyone's part that this thing can be alive in the house whether it's a plant whether it's a pet all the things like like it's got to be some kind of agreement because anytime you're bringing anything living into a space you're putting responsibility out there right yeah you're basically saying i've decided that you have enough time to take care of this thing yeah this was this was such a fun movie but yeah here at the end so he you know, it actually, it's it's a flashback movie, basically. So mm-hmm. it begins, and he's driving an SUV into a wall a couple of times. Like, it's just like, it's yeah. like me just bouncing into a wall because I'm like, my foot slips off the brake. It happens. Then he falls out, and he's watching this video of what we assume is his wife. And what are you doing, John? What are you doing, John? Like, which which is, you know something that you need someone to tell you when you need to pep yourself up and get up. So when we finally come to the end, he's back at the same place. My question is, did he go to the vet's office on purpose? Was it just there in the yard where they were, he was fighting all the bad guys? I don't know. I, I don't recall this particular. I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> they felt he, I mean, maybe he knew where to go. Maybe it just happened to be there. And I was like, Oh look, vet medical supplies. Because I would think that like, a people clinic would probably have like a tighter security, you know, keeping drugs and whatever, but maybe the SPCA doesn't have that much going on. And that's the thing. Is this a pet store? Is this the pound? Is this somebody's pet that was in for a space surgery? We don't know. But as he's fixing himself back up and restapling his stitches, because that doctor said, you're going to pull your stitches and it's going to bleed. But then he just looks over and makes eye contact with the sweetest pit bull puppy ever. He's like, all right, yo, you coming with me. And the dog's like, okay, let's go. Because that's how they are. Yeah. I mean, I love that ending uh, where he 
he realized and he recognized that what his wife was trying to say yeah. was that you needed somebody to love. Yeah. And he's like, well, this dog kind of fits. And and then I was like, take all the dogs. <laughs> Just pile well, up the house. Be fine. I know. You've got plenty of room. We saw. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a fancy house. It kind of showed his change in personality. Now, maybe when he was married, that little beagle was more appropriate to who he was. Right. But by the end, you know, he basically was unretired. Yeah. And <laughs> you keep asking and, if I'm back. I'm back. Exactly. And so, yeah, that pit bull at the end was more John Wick than than Keanu or non-John Wick. (laughs) Or at least the stereotypical pit bull. I don't know what he's going to do with him in the future. All the ones in my life are shy and sweet and amazing. So I I hate the stereotype. It's terrible. Well, I think I'm glad that you liked the movie because I really liked John Wick. And I felt like even though I'm probably uh, Keanu's age, actually, I don't know. if I'm... No, he's older than we are. He's in his 50s. Okay. So he doesn't seem like he's in his 50s when well, he no, watches the show. Well, no, because he's a fucking vampire. That's why. I know. It's crazy. He's, he, oh, yeah. He's 15 he's... years older than me. Holy crap. He's an old man. Yeah. But he looks amazing. But here's the thing, like... I the thing I'm having a hard time not I don't have a hard time reconciling it because again he's done a lot of action movies right he did you know then we've covered all of the movies we've covered of him we haven't done any of his soft movies you know he's done mm-hmm. quite a few romantic comedy type things and and I love him in those because he is I don't know he's he's like Halo Keanu right like he's got the sun behind him and he's la like he's just beautiful the whole scene is be everything's amazing these are very this is a very different movie from any of the movies even the matrix even point break even little speed you know where he, again he's doing action and people die or whatever but this was this was beyond that this is a jason statham movie if there ever mm-hmm. was one but i love that it's keanu instead because again it when the movie starts if you have never seen it don't know anything about it he just seems like a guy right just a normal yeah. everyday guy trying to get his life back together but then like flip the switch and he is a machine and everybody's yeah. terrified of him <laughs> like I- hey man i'm not a part of this that was not cool and the the thing they just kept trying to say and again, we don't go to this extreme, but it's the same thing that people tell childless people, right? That's not mm. your kid. That's just a dog. Get over it. It's just a dog. Or it's not the same. It's not as important. But you can't tell somebody what a meaningful relationship is in their life. That's that's yeah. not okay. We need to normalize backing the fuck off of other people <laughs> and telling them what they should be feeling and thinking. Because, again, I don't have kids. I have nieces and nephews. And if something happened to them, I would be devastated. But I am just as devastated every time I lose a pet because Mm -hmm. I'm giving them everything they need in life. These aren't dogs. It's it's not 1984. I don't have a dog in the backyard that comes in never. You know, like these are members of my family. They sleep in my bed. I feed them. I take them out. I'll do all the things. So – You can't tell me that my grief, which again is also because that was a gift from his wife who just died. That was, you know, it's, it's an extension of her. 
So you can't come in and tell somebody, just get over it. It's like coming and tell them, oh, well, you know what? It was just your wife and you only knew her for four years. So like maybe chill out with your crybaby. I mean, nobody would do that. So why anybody thinks it's okay to downgrade whatever is in your life that you feel is important is like, let's just stop doing that, shall we? Can we make a collective agreement to stop doing that? It would be great. Yeah, you never know who you're going to piss off and turn into a John Wick. I know. Like, <laughs> it's like, that would be so amazing. That's the thing. Yeah. I wish I had that kind of drive or energy. Not to be a murderer. I mean, that's not what I'm... I don't want <laughs> don't want to become a serial killer yeah. or an assassin. I, I don't think he's a good person. Like at the I end mean, of the day, I'm probably a good person not. at no. the end of the yeah. day. This is not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying to have that kind of that level of passion or energy or drive for literally anything would be interesting for like a day. I think after that it would be exhausting. Do you have an internet quote for us this week, Heather? Yes, I do. Oh, cool. Okay. So it's at Kevin Bay on Twitter. Dog people always act like dogs are so much better than cats. But as a cat person, just want to say that you never see cats working with the cops. <laughs> That's true. There you go. Yeah. So uh, as of right now, that is the end of our planned Keanu weeks, but we may or may not have a surprise. So we'll see what happens next week, but you'll have yep. to tune in and find out. All righty. So uh, if you want to help support the show, go ahead us up at patreon.com slash nerdy bitches. And you can be a monthly subscriber, and that helps us a lot on the business end of things. You can also go to Apple Podcast and give us a five-star review. Would be delightful. Don't use nerdy bitches when you do because it will eat it. And then you can also uh, gear yourself up with some awesome nerdy bitches merchandise at our store, nerdybitches.com slash store. So I think they're having a sale right now. And they have a sale yeah. like every other week. So it's like 35% off, $13 t-shirt. So go grab mm. you a Nerdy Bitches shirt, take a picture of it, put it on social media and tag us, and we will make sure to amplify and put that out there. You're putting a lot of pressure on our listeners. I am. You don't, Do it. You don't. Do it now. You, no, don't, you don't have to Instagram yourself and, and hashtag. I think you should. <laughs> but I'm just saying if you do, we would love to share it and see it. Because I like to see uh, our merch on people. It always makes me happy. So so anyway, that's all we have for today. Thank you guys for joining us. And we will see you next time. Okay, see ya. Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. My son's an asshole, but you know, it's cool, right?